Streets. Welcome back to yet another episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Back again, just like I said that I would be. And yes, my name is Lee Winnie, and I am a millennial. So we're going to get this party started and rocking and rolling just so that you know. We are going to have a brand new episode airing on Thursday. It's going to be the first episode of Millennial Class. And that is a panel of millennials and millennial supporters, I guess, because you don't have to be a millennial to be on the show. Um, that's going to be talking about viewers choice topics. A lot of them are relationship based. So I'm going to say this is a female relationship based millennials panel. I don't know how to put it, but it'll be a lot of fun. It's going to come on 7 p.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time. It is not going to be audio. So if you're listening to the audio, if you're an audio Millennials Anonymous listener, you will not get that episode unless you go to YouTube or unless you go to Facebook. So I highly recommend if you haven't done that, please follow us on Facebook and YouTube. You can see me. Don't you want to see my beautiful face? And then the shows are different. So you get different things on the audio from the video and all that jazz. So I'm just saying, just you, you might want to. And I'm not, wasn't going to talk about this today. I actually was going to talk about Antonio Brown. And I was going to talk about uh, the whole Lizzo Azalea Banks situation. But as I was about to press play, I seen a, a message, um, a little alert that went off. And just for you all. Um, newsflash, Trump fires John Bolton. So, um, President Donald J. Trump had said that, and this is according to CNN, and yes, I popped. He didn't add the pop in there, though. He had, he has said, this is what he has said. So, he said, I informed John Bolton last night that his services are no longer needed at the White House. I disagree strongly with many of his suggestions, as did others in the administration. And therefore, I asked John for his resignation, which was given to me this morning. Trump tweeted, I thank John very much for his service. I will be naming a new national security advisor next week. And he said all of these tweets and nonsense um, about an hour ago. Now, I'm not going to say necessarily nonsense because I don't think he was the best choice to begin with but I feel like at this point we're getting worse so I could only imagine who the next (sighs) okay national security advisor is gonna be I you know I'm I'm afraid to know who he, he gonna pick cause I feel like it's getting worse you know John Bolton it looks like he he selected him last year to take over for HR McMaster which he had some some issues as well um you know with all of his stuff he supported like Donald Trump pulling out of the Iran nuclear deal and now we see that Iran has really bolstered their nuclear testing and all of that type of stuff. So it's one of those things where I don't know. I I don't know. I'm kind of afraid and I'm not going to lie to you who he will replace with because we have things like, you know, North Korea, like firing off missiles. We have Iran, you know, kind of building up their 
nuclear testing and their, with their nuclear weaponry and all of that. We got all kind of other stuff going on in the world. You know, Russia's still potentially hacking into our elections and currents or not potentially. They are, you know, hacking into our elections and stuff. And we have all this uncertainty at the White House. I mean, at this point, we got less people working in the White House than we do at Payless Shoes. I mean, and they went bankrupt. Like, what is going on in the White House? Like, it's one of them things where I'm just afraid. And I, I don't know. I, I didn't mean this to start this on a somber note. And yes, I'm popping. I pop. I pops when I get nervous. And I don't know. And they this this all this tweet came like an hour before the White House press office said that Bolton was going to be, you know, appearing on a Tuesday press briefing with Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and uh, Secretary Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. So it, it all makes you wonder. And they said that this came uh, because of the difference of opinion on um the him bringing the Taliban to Camp David and multiple people, you know, were kind of pushing back on this internally. Um, and so Donald Trump announced the plans that the meeting were going to be canceled on Saturday. But my thing is, why would you even announce it? If this was something that you supposedly were against and a lot of people were against it in your your camp, why, 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 you know, why announce it? And then you come and I, I don't know. I don't know. Like it it just seems like it's a lot. It's a lot going on over there. We need to make sure that we can send out a bad signal. Somebody send out a O signal to Obama. You know how you used to get a secretary, not a secretary, um, um a fill-in teacher, like a substitute teacher. Can we get a substitute president? I don't trust none of the people over there. So all the people that's over there in like in his administration or kind of like visited and stuff, I don't trust them. So we need somebody else. Can we get somebody else to be like the substitute for a while? You know, I'm desperate. Like I would, we even can have, you know, and, and how you felt about how you felt about W, but I would much rather W right now than what we got. Um, so if he could substitute, you know, if y'all wanted to be a Republican, that's cool too. I just need <laughs> to get somebody over there. Cause I feel like it's just, I don't know what to say anymore. I don't know what to say, but on a less serious note. Oh yes. And before we move on. And yeah, he said that if he took in any Bahamians, they would have to be well-documented before they, he would let them in given the fact that. It's still hundreds of people that are unaccounted for. And it's just like a lot of stuff going on over there. I, to me, I think it's just kind of heartless, but it is what it is. You know, it, we know what we're getting at this point. So I guess nothing is really shocking anymore. Just saying. But let's move right along. Make sure you get out and vote. Um, let's talk about Lizzo. And Azalea Banks. Well, I guess more so Azalea Banks because Lizzo has hurt no one. Lizzo is Lizzo. And Lizzo is this ball of sunshine that is Lizzo. You know what I mean? And she's one of those people where I think she just seems like a genuinely just beautiful soul. Like a nice person. And I'm not saying that because, you know, sometimes people say that about people when they look a certain way because she doesn't fit in the stereotypical norms of what a, a Hollywood musician would look like. I'm just saying it because she really seems like she's a nice person. And so I 
think that it's it's unfortunate that we have people out there like Azalea Banks, who seems to be just jealous of everybody because she's gotten in arguments or kind of feuds with everybody from Cardi B. I think she said something about Cardi B. And I, I think she may have said something about Nicki Minaj and like a, a bunch of people. Like she, she just seems to keep it going. And I think that this all stems because... Lizzo had a big win with her new song, Truth Hurts, which is playing in constant rotation on my phone. And it topped the Billboard Hot 100. But people say that Miss Azalea Banks is not happy about that. I think it's a lot of it does stem from probably a little bit of jealousy that she is topping the charts. And it's only six female rappers have been able to do that. And that was Miss Lauren Hill, Miss Lita Kim with Lady Marmalade, uh, Stand Up with Iggy Azalea. No, sorry. Fancy with Iggy Azalea, Bodak Yellow, Like It, and Girls Like You, and then Now Truth Hurts. So she's upset that that happened and so she kind of went in I'm not gonna read the because this was like a dissertation like she went in on multiple 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 tweets and I'm not gonna sit here and read them all it's too many and I feel like it's too much like at some point you gotta get your message across or you should just do a video like it's just one of them things but which he said in a lump sum is that Miss Lizzo is pretty much the modern day millennial mammy. So she's saying that Ellen laughing my ass off the fact that the public and media has been keeping this fat girl joke going for so long. It honestly peaked boredom. This song is not good, nor is the dumpy fat girl spectacle live set she does. Saddest bit is that the girl is legit talented and truly only being allowed to shine so as long as she allows herself to be the millennial mammy of sorts. She goes on to say that like illiterate Cardi, then fat Lizzo, they are really choosing the worst of black women to crop to advertise America with. This music, these music execs have to realize that this data game is getting bigger than the USA. It's not about trying to dumb black American image and people down. So obviously, and so aggressively after Black Lives Matter, um, corporations need to realize black America is its only friend and begin to treat it with some love. She also goes on to say that talking about Lizzo that what the rest of the world thinks when they see Lizzo jumping around in a leotard with cellulite is no one says body positivity she looks like she is making a fool of herself for American for a white American public nothing more nothing less of this is happening purposely or whatever um and then she ended her whole thing with comparing Adele which Adele is fat or she called her fat Adele gets to be fat and white and do like 
bootleg impressions and carrying on. And she doesn't have to jump around like Lizzo and white people reward her for being fat because um, she really doesn't think that Adele can sing and whatever. And so my thing is this, if anybody can tell me what Azalea Banks, like I probably shouldn't be talking about her because I, I really, I really shouldn't be talking about her because I don't know what she does. Um, simply because I've never heard a song of Azalea Banks. I've never heard anything. So I'm not really sure. I know that it looks like she's from Harlem. Uh, she's 28 years old, supposedly a rapper, but I've never heard a song of hers ever. And I think that a lot of this comes from frustration because apparently she's making music, but she's not really getting anywhere. And I think she feels like she, she's so talented that she should be getting somewhere. And so this frustration is coming in now. Not only does she have to compete with people like Cardi, who she is kind of criticizes Cardi because she's Cardi, you know, she's illiterate. She doesn't write her stuff and she's blah, blah, blah. And she's whatever, whatever. And she feels that way that Cardi has this big machine because she's lighter and like, you know, has some, she's Afro-Latina and stuff like that. So she feels some kind of way. And I think this goes along when she, I think she got into it with Iggy Azalea. And it's just constant. She's like always like arguing with people. And like she says these really mean things about people to get attention because it's, oh, we're hearing me play in the background. Oh my God, and you heard me. Um, but I think with her, a lot of it is coming from her own frustration with herself. A lot of the things that you hear with Azalea Banks is coming from herself. I think she's trying to be very clever, which if she talks about the people that are big, because you, you only really see her going after the people that are big, right? You don't see her going after like other underground rappers, because if she did that, no one would care. But the only way she actually gets attention is to beef with people. It's similar to the 50 Cent strategy, right? So he beefs with people because he gets more attention with beefing with people. Not saying that 50 Cent is not, you know, a businessman. He got things going for him and everything. But he keeps his attention going because of the beefs. If 50 Cent wasn't the pettiness that is 50, we wouldn't talk about him quite as much. He would just kind of be in the background, but he doesn't want to be. So one of the ways that he does that is to say things out of his mouth that might make you go clutch your pearls. Like he did with the little butts and you know, little boys butts with Mike, the Michael Jackson comment that he made. Now, in that particular situation, I think that I don't even know why Paris Jackson even said anything to 50 Cent. Like, I, I don't know why the response needed to happen because I don't think it would have, because the original comment he made was Chris Brown came out and he like did some flips or whatever. Not minimizing flips because my fat ass can't do flips. But just saying he did some flips or whatever. And 50 Cent said, I never see Michael Jackson do that. And then I think Paris Hilton jumped, not called her Paris Hilton, Lord Jesus, Paris Jackson jumped in 
And she said, like, you know, you didn't see my dad at the Super Bowl and all this other stuff. Michael Jackson's legacy speaks for itself and all that other type of stuff. I'm like, why Why would you even address it? You know who you're dealing with. It's 50 Cent. Yeah, it's 50. It's 50. You've been patiently waiting. So, yeah, I was about to rap for y'all. But I stopped myself because I'm horrible at it. Um... But you knew who you were dealing with. So I don't know why she even entertained it. Because I don't think it would have impacted his legacy any more than people have already been kind of trying to impact his legacy. And even with that, you see that he's been able to thrive. So I I don't know why she burdened herself with that. So I think when you fight back with 50, you are messing with fire. And I felt like it was unnecessary. Like, it, it was not needed. We weren't. Nobody was taking it seriously. For real. Nobody was. No one was. Until she said something. And then it was back and forth. Now we're talking about it. I mean, I think she probably shouldn't have said nothing. Just saying. But anyway. I'm not saying she's wrong in trying to defend her father. But I'm just saying that. Leave 50 alone. Like, some people that like attention. Don't give them the attention. I'm just saying. Like, when you give people the attention that want attention it can cause bad things same thing with azalea banks and i think that i don't know if lizzo has responded yet but i don't think she should it is not garnered she does not deserve a response when you have somebody that is not even on your level don't even respond to it and i think that she also failed to realize that truth hurts that song was out for two years before anybody even knew about the song. Like, I remember hearing the song in Someone Great was the first time I heard that song, which is a a movie on YouTube. I think it was on, I think it came out, that movie came out in 2017. And that was the first time I heard that song. And I was like, I really like this song. And then I was wondering, I was like, this must be a popular song I never heard. Because even from listening to that song for the first couple of seconds or whatever they played it in the movie I was like this is a catchy song so I was like this must be a popular song I must have missed it somehow and no it's just that we we missed it when it came out because nobody appreciated it a lot of times we don't appreciate stuff until somebody else appreciates it and then we want to appreciate it and I feel like that's kind of what happened with Truth Hurts and Lizzo's been out for a while and she's super talented now that's one thing Azalea did say about Lizzo that she was talented but I was like why make fun of her in the same way of you know, because if apparently what she's saying is that if she was skinny doing these things, it would be fine. But because she's not skinny, it's not okay because she doesn't want to see that. And I'm like, if you don't want to see it, don't watch it. Like, I don't think that Lizzo is doing anything that hurts the culture. You should see what we got to compete with now. Like, it, is Lizzo really hurting the culture based on what we already got out there? Heck to the gnaw. Like, Lizzo... You can't hurt the culture after we some of the stuff we didn't sing. Some some of these songs that we didn't heard. No. If anything, I think Lizzo will help the culture because she's branching and bridging people together. Like, you know, she is a whole her base of people that will support her and love her are different. And I like the fact that she's able to bring people together and she's super supportive and she's super dope. And like, it's like everybody agrees she's super talented. So I I don't think she's hurting 
the culture at all. And I don't think Lizzo should change for anybody because that's that's who she is. I think Lizzo has been around long enough to know that if she didn't want to do that, and like I said, it took a while for people to even know who she was, she didn't have to. She doesn't have to. So I think she likes doing that. That's what she wants to do. I ain't going to knock it. That's on her. And also for somebody who couldn't be on Wild and Out because she cried because um, Nick Cannon or not Nick Cannon, but somebody might have been Nick Cannon on there called her ugly. And then she went on a whole rampage about it and saying how they don't like dark skinned women. Now, I, I got my own opinions on Nick Cannon with stuff. I'm not going to get into that right now. But I don't think that's what the purpose was. And how do you go on a game show, a show that is supposed to be about making fun of each other and get mad because you got made fun of? That just tells me that she's too sensitive for words. She doesn't belong in Hollywood and she needs to just create a blog and stay there because she can't take the heat. You can't jump in the kitchen if you can't take the heat. And I could only imagine what types of things she would be going through if she was in the public eye. I don't think she could handle it. You know, she talked about about Cardi, but I don't think she could handle what's kind of going on. Speaking of Cardi, she got her own issues going on with some 10-year-old kids and currents on. But people are saying, critics allegedly are saying that she did good in Hustlers, the movie that's coming out. But my thing is, isn't she really just playing herself so you get kudos for playing yourself? Because she was a strip, like she's playing herself. How do you get accolades for playing? Okay, I, I give up. I give up. The same thing, like they said, is Oscar buzz for J-Lo in this. And people saying, yeah, she needs, she deserved an Oscar a long time ago. And yes, I know this is different and I'm jumping off topic. But my thing is, I, I don't know. Have y'all seen Geely? Did y'all see those movies made in Manhattan? Because I'm like, I don't know where people saying she's the best. I, I've n- I, The only movie she's ever been in. You Did you see Money Train? Like the only movie she's ever been in that I went, okay, she's, she's doing a good job was Selena. That was it. Like the rest of that, I, I don't know if y'all know what I know, but um, I, I, no, I'm cool that she don't have one. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. And the fact that she was takes and steals people music and flipping and dipping and dripping, I'm good. I, I'm good. I'm all right with that. So we're going to pay some bills real quick. Let me play this ad for our sponsor. And then we're going to come right back. It's only a couple seconds. Just, just hang in there. It's only a couple seconds. And then we're going to talk about Antonio Brown. So I just think that we'll have to wait and see on Antonio Brown um, and what happens with him. You know, there's been a whole debacle of all the things that have happened. I don't know, like I said, if he's real smart, you know, and geniusy, or if this is like a combination of the Patriots kind of at play as well. But I will say that hopefully they can get him under wraps and you know maybe if they start winning he might say hey i'm leaving social media alone because he should probably do like a social media master class once he retires because he's really good at marketing on social media they got him to get released out of a contract nobody's able to do that so you know i don't know but i decided to dedicate another podcast to this specifically so if you like sports you can listen to that. My spouse is on it and everything. But I wasn't going to hold you guys to it because that kind of that segment got kind of long. So, but if you want to hear it, it'll be out shortly. Bye.